welcome to Women and Children First After Us. We're joined again by me, Andrew, and my friends Fred and Alan. So, hey, Fred and Alan. Hi, hey, Andrew. How, how you doing? doing? I'm good. So, I want to continue with a certain coworker that you, Alan, have been dealing with for a while. And it seems like every time you deal with him, he's like raising the stakes, basically. He always has something new to just to cause trouble for you. Yes. Um... Uh, you can give him gold, and he'll still take it out on you. He'll do something nice one day, and then five times worse the next day. You know, you told me this, but he actually threatened you to kill you? Right. And it was on company property, and he got away with it also. Did you report him? Or he just... Uh no, someone else overheard it, and they reported him. And I had to go make a report and everything, like a like a store security police report. And years later, he's still working there. Nothing happened. It's funny because the amount of things he gets away with is crazy. Because <laughs> even when I was there, he did a lot of things. Like I remember him. Yeah. I remember him taking a panini press from like off the shelves or something and then start making panini sandwiches and we're all working in the deli right i was surprised and nobody said anything none of the manners they just let it happen right whatever he does he gets away with yeah oh, with all the managers he makes small talk and they love him and they they listen to him even though he's a a bum he's a yeah he's a bum is a very Mild way to describe him. That's true. I, I, I knew you would say that, Fred, because I know you have stronger words than that for him. Yeah, I do. Very strong. Uh, if, he does one good, if he does one good thing, he'll take it out of your hide that you wish you never dealt with him. When you know he's on the schedule, you dread working with him. Yeah. I remember... You never, you never know what he's going to do and what he's going to say. Exactly. He did. He he, likes he did pull that with me once. I was working in the kosher deli side because we when we worked the deli, they had two sections. So we had uh, a kosher deli and then we had a regular deli that wasn't. Kosher. So I was working kosher deli and then uh, I was till like his seven o'clock. I was basically helping him clean up. Remember, he came in like an hour late. Came like six. And then because I was leaving in like an hour, he start he wanted to take a break at like like six forty five or six fifty. He's like, Hey, listen, he's like, I'm not gonna have anybody else to help me. He's like, Do you mind if I take a break? I was like, Okay, sure. <laughs> Next thing I know, he's gone for like over a half an hour. He's talking <laughs> to everybody. And then I'm late. And I was like, because I didn't want to stay there. And then I'm staying there till like over seven thirty to eight o'clock. I actually had stuff to do because it's, at that time I was still going to school, so I had to do homework after I was working. But he was, just, yeah, he just constantly pulled that stuff with me. And then after that, I was like, I'm not doing that again for him. Like, if he asked me to take a break, I'm like, go ask, go ask one of the people over there, like on the other side, for you can't, you can't, you can't be nice to him. No, you can't. He takes, he takes advantage of you and your kindness, right? And he likes to find. Your weakness and use it against you. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole last week, we were talking. Like, I wanted to um, 
I was trying to do him a favor for my family. Like, we needed house renovations. And the next thing I know, like, uh, one of you was telling me he was blabbing all my family details and everything. And then just like with uh, you, Alan, when uh, he visited you in the hospital, he took a picture of you. Right, you said it was very creepy. He showed it to everyone, and I found that it came to me. And maybe by mistake, he sent it to me. Because, like, people call other people sometimes by yeah. mistake. And I said, look at this. It came like a couple of months later. Mm -hmm. He should be he should be laying there. But the only thing is, I wouldn't go take a picture of him there or nothing. I wouldn't go visit him. That's true. I don't even know why the hospital staff would let him visit unconscious because you're not. He's not family or anything. Well, they let anyone up that if that wants to come up, they don't ask anything. They just let you up, right? Yeah. Look at your ID, and then they let you go. Mm -hmm. I still can't believe he went out of his way to do that. Well, That's... he was holding the no, he was holding the phone, and how do you know he's taking a picture of me? I didn't know. He could have been doing some other funny business. You wouldn't have known. Right. Anything. Yeah. But everyone, whoever he deals with there, he knows how to get into all the managers, and they think he's the greatest thing out. Yes, yeah, since boiled bread. Right. He he knows it a way about and how he gets into them. Got away with words, I guess. He's a two-bit con artist. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. I know. I have stronger words, just like you, Fred. Right. But like, yeah. uh, like something broke the other day on um, one of the showcases. He went out to his truck and he uh, brought in a wrench and he fixed it for the manager. And they, they can't get enough for him. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember I was one time... I asked him, because he, he had openings for his home improvement company, so I was looking for another job on the side to do, to earn some extra money. And he, I know he promised me to do it, and then he gave it to someone else that was working in the department. And he, <laughs> the, I asked him, I confronted him about it, because honestly, I'm the kind of person, like, if you do that, pull that kind of crap with me, I'm going to confront you. Right. And um, I confronted both of them about it, like, the person that got hired, and then the person we're talking about right and just making some bs excuses like oh, he's like i'm just doing it the favor he's really hard up he really needs the money otherwise he'd be out on the street or whatever it was like i went to ask the other person I was like no i just asked him like i was like okay that's it i yeah. said the other guy wasn't a true friend to you Eve. that so he knew you were up for the job yeah uh you guys know him he was like a little sucker like uh he sucked up so, well, I know who it is. Yeah, you should know who it is. Yeah, we know. The guy you parked cars with somewhere else. Yeah, we day. both. He got me the job for valeting cars. So I did that on the side. And uh, right. yeah, he was no good either. No. no one wasn't. night, one night I wasn't here and uh, he worked with Freddie all night. And he told Freddie, you do one thing and I'll do something else. The next day, uh, through the night, he sent the team leader. Uh, a whole message that Freddie didn't uh, do the work. Right. He reported he you. Slices and he cleaned the, the slices that were left, and I did everything else. And then behind my back, he emailed her 
And the next day, she made me clean two slices in front of her. And I did it. And she couldn't take it, and, and neither could he. I told her, they, it looks like they just came back from the factory. Hmm. Did you ever uh, do anything to him? Like, where he just did it out of the blue? Like, he no, just I didn't say any. You. I didn't say nothing. No, he did it. That I don't think he came to work that day when he did it. He emailed. Mm. He did it on a Sunday night with me. He texted her. And then I found out Monday. And I said, when I went home, I told Alan. So he said, he did it to you. Oh, well, no way. It's only him and you. Yeah. There's only one person that could do that. Right. Right. I don't miss him. Oh, and these people, what kind of rats are they? You're working hard work. And... They're emailing managers about you. And I just I don't understand the reason. Like, to sell you out for something so stupid like that, it's like well, you're supposed to work with them. And you're doing that kind of stuff. So like, why? Well, that's, what that's are you gaining from that? People. Yeah, I well, know. Even the, well, even the manager in the store now, he said, I don't care. As long as the work is done, I don't care how it's split up and who does what. As long as you do it and you, you agree and you get out, it's all good with him. Right. And it's not only this guy, all the workers, all the years, each one of them, they're all against everyone. Like a, this other woman, she was an older woman, and she would work in the mornings, and we worked at night. And her main objective was to find things that we did or we didn't do at night when she came in the morning and make a whole stink about it. Yeah. Her, her and her fat friend would make up lies about me and Al. And oh, and right, yeah. I remember that because when I started, they tried to get me on their side. <laughs> they're basically telling me things about you guys, really. They're no good. <laughs> they made trouble. up all kinds of stories about us. Yeah. Like they said, we had an express line for beautiful women. And... And we took people out of numbers. They made up all kinds of stories. Well, if you took the express and, line for beautiful women, it didn't include them. That's true. And if, if we did talk to someone or something, they were all jealous of it. I don't know why they would be. So stupid. Well, we talked to, say we talked to a lot of women there, and they were jealous of it. All the workers were jealous. Not me. Well, even today, well, if we talk to someone that we know a long time and happens to be a pretty woman or something, the other workers are standing there with their tongues out. Oh, right. Fred's, there, Fred's just smoothing up. Trolling. Yeah. <laughs> and Fred's drooling right in front of her. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Big bad wolf. <laughs> uh. hey, nothing. Their main objective is to report other workers. This is what they live for. Can't trust anybody. No, it's a, it's a dangerous place to work. Uh, the blades and everything. Slippery. It's slippery. It's narrow. And then you got your, your co-workers. You got backstabbers. Looking for trouble with you. Yeah, they got a knife ready. Aiming for your back. Right. All the time. Yeah. And this is what they live for. Even an older woman. This was on her mind, an old troublemaker. Yeah, she was like in her 60s or something, and then still like pulling an this old, crap. Like a little rat, and she waited. If you forgot something, 
she, they were tell it to you the next day. She told it to them already. I think the only reason why I didn't really get in trouble with her because I, I knew. I think you guys told me probably her, your history with her. Right. So I basically tried to avoid that kind of stuff from happening to me. I didn't suck up to her. I just tried to find ways that would basically be under her radar. You know? The key thing is flying under the radar when you work. Oh, but she had her fat friend instigating her also, even if things weren't true. That's true. And it was a gang cop that it was so bad to you. We had to leave after to go to the cash registers. Until, late, until things changed, management and his workers left. Yeah, I remember that. It was uh, for, for months, at least. Five years. Five years? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't yeah. there then. I do remember when you guys went back to the after or something. Yeah, was, we had it. We had it though with. I think one. Get of, away from them. Was it you, Fred, that got hurt? I think it was one of you got hurt. And then one of you was working, uh, cleaning tables or something. Yeah, me. I, I yeah, got yeah. hurt. And then I cleaned tables for two months. Mm. When I came back. Yeah. And the. They, they would gang up all of them. It was ter a terrible, the work conditions from them. They, they did all kind of things behind our back to make us trouble. They said one night, the fat one told the old lady that we stole the mats from the floor because we don't want to wash them and hang them up after. So I told them, there's a camera there. You show me that we took it and we'll agree to it. Yeah. Yeah, show me proof. Right. You can't just say that and just, you know, it's unsubstantiated. She told management that we threw the mats in the garbage, which mm -hmm. we didn't tell. And the fat one, she made up a whole list uh, that rolled down to the floor everything that she didn't like about us uh, and, what it, and how we work and everything. And she went upstairs to report us. She tried to get us fired. And then they, they called each one up separately and... Um, we went up and told our story. She came down crying after, and they told her, you better never report anyone anymore. You guys are pretty good at getting on people's good side, too, let me tell you. That's right. <laughs> Mostly just to cover your own butt. Okay. Look, it was the truth. Well, I, I, believe you. I believe you. There was one in the gang that we talked about. Uh, I remember... <sighs> I don't know who was it, you or Fred. It was like you called her a beady eye little thing. Right. She was a little, uh, assistant manager. Yeah. I know Fred's still working with her. She transferred yes, over yeah. to you. Right. She works a million jobs at one time. Oh, God. I hated that about her. You like I, tell you to do like one thing. She can't stand if you're standing a minute. Exactly. She'll throw you a couple. She'll throw you several things to do because she, she's paying you out of her pocket. Right, of course. Yeah, she's the company. Right. She drove me nuts. She wore me out. Like, I was, just, I was like just trying to make it through the day and then she's making me do like 20 different things at once. Right. She's still doing the same thing. She, she didn't change. Still, that's it. She, she, wants it. she wanted to be a manager. They always passed her over and so she... 
So she figured she'll quit looking for manage, a management position, stay as assistant manager and make all the money and bother everyone. Should have left by now then. Wanted. Well, she never left. She never left just to keep you company. Right. Lucky, lucky me. You are very lucky. I am. Yeah, her. I remember the first time I met her. It was on my first day, and I was supposed to watch a bunch of, you know, safety videos, how to clean a slicer, how to handle it, all that stuff. I, you know, I thought that, you know, someone from my own department that I'd be working in would teach me anything. No, nobody from the management team at the time. Like the three women that we know. Right. None of them taught me. It was you two that taught me, and she just got someone from Seafood uh, to show me the videos, and that was it. I never had a good opinion of her. Like, ever. And she never changed my mind. Like, I just never trusted her, you know? Right, you're right. And you saw how she treated me in yeah. front of you. That hmm? uh, I came back from an injury, and she wanted me to pick up this big heavy table with ice on it to, to dump the ice. And she gave me a specific time at, say, 6 o'clock. And it better not be born before or after that. And I couldn't do it. I just came back from an injury. And I had you and another fella help me before you left. And she was waiting for me. And she said, this was a Thursday. And Saturday, you're going up to all the managers because you disobeyed my orders. I wanted at 6 o'clock, not quarter to 6. And um, I spoke to a different manager that night, and I told her the story. And then her face turned purple when she found out about it, that she couldn't get me. I remember I told the three of them, because I asked to see them all, because I knew you got in trouble. I, I told them, I was like, no, that was my idea. And then they're like, I remember the look on their faces. And they, like, I could not believe how much they wanted to get you in trouble. But their looks yes, on their faces was like, they wanted to get you, like... Right, and they that. always tell you, you, if you can't do something, it's a teamwork effort, and other people should help you. Yeah. So I got you and another fella to help me before you left. Yeah. And it was it was only a few minutes before the 6 o'clock time period, mm -hmm. and she started a whole thing. She came down on me. Yeah, I remember you told me after. You were left alone there after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was bad. Uh, no, because they scheduled wrong. They scheduled the wrong way. They only put two guys there after, and instead of sending home guys early like that, they should bring them in later to stay longer. There's a lot of work at night to get that has to be done. Right. They always cover like the the midday, like with too many people. Right. What about the evening? This they're still open for business. Yeah. And there's a lot of work, and they think there's no work there at night. That you're sitting on a lazy boy chair at night doing nothing. Listening to music or whatever, just lazing around. Right, yeah, that never happened. Think. That never happened. And they don't stay to do whatever. The only time I've seen... uh, You probably remember her. She, uh, yeah. You probably remember her. She... She always left at like 5 o'clock, a sharp. And... 
I remember only one time where she came back, and that was because uh, the store manager was moving, arranging things, and I think it was for like a a, a big company visit from like the the higher ups, right. higher up management. That's the only time I saw her after five. Basically, just shows like, hey, I actually, uh, she's basically sucking up. Well, he probably told her to come back. Probably. Because I remember her hair was all wet and everything. It was like, she probably just showered right then and like, just ran out of the shower and just tried to come back. And she worked earlier in the day. Yeah. Yeah, it was always like 8 or 8.30 to 5 or something. Right. That was the only time she'd come back. Mm -hmm. It was that important. Yeah. And all day they boss you and boss you. And then when they leave, they don't care what happens to you or anything else. Yeah. But while they're there, they'll boss the hell out of you. Yeah, and then disappear for, like, their whole shift. Mm-hmm. And they watch you, didn't let you go to the bathroom and all kinds of things. Or if you talk to someone... And they don't care if you, if you, if you went on a break or not. Or... If sometimes the prosciuttos weigh 20, 30 pounds and you cut it and then um, the machine works by putting all your weight on it to run the machine and uh, the slicer. And if you cut a heavy item and you gave it a, the order away or whatever, now you have to rest a minute. Somebody's calling you. If you could lean, you could clean. Oh, yeah. I hated that. I hated hearing that all the time. Right. Like, what do you but, think we're doing? We're not lazing around. The machines, for some people. Work, the machines don't work automatically. Some of its big cheeses when you cut, they weighed like 20 pounds. And it was like cutting a, uh, a cinder block. No, they weren't that easy to cut the cheese or anything. No. And like some of the slicers we used to have were automated. Like you could like set it on so it automatically slices. But there are a lot of things you can't do that because it's just right. too big. If you True. try to do it, it just doesn't work. But it's going to ruin the item. Yeah, or just going to shave it or something. And uh, they don't care about anyone else. No. While they're there, they'll boss the hell out of you. And then when they leave, they don't give a damn. No. No, they don't. And the power goes to their head. What little power there is working in a freaking deli. Who really cares? <laughs> Right, they're not dedicated, they're not sincere, and they're uncaring. You just really start to know the that work there. Or just in any job, honestly. But just, like, speaking from our experience, I could tell you each one of, like, our team leads or anything like that, their kind of personality, whether they're lazy or they're, uh, they got a whip to crack behind your back kind of thing. There's, like, a taskmaster. True. And have a hidden agenda. Yeah, exactly. Or they got some vendetta against you. Right. Oh, and, terrible. No, and it could be about anything. Like a different guy. We were very good with his uh, future mother-in-law and uh, father-in-law. And they loved me and my brother. And... Uh, he he was very angry about it because we knew him a long time before we had him, and he said, uh, "My future mother-in-law 
loves you more than she loves me. Oh, yeah? Right. So, that so was... then his main objective was to split us up. So he did it with this fat, perishable manager we call King Kong. And <laughs> it, it went through. He got his wish, and then he went to get a different job in the store. Uh, but... Was this before me? No, me After you. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. Yeah. He split us up, and then when he walks by, he has nerve to call me. Yeah, Tobe. Like your buddy, buddy? Right. And the nerve on that guy. I know. Well, don't ask me what movies I'm watching. And the thing of it was, they split us up, and we never talked there at all. Uh, me and my, me to my brother. I mean, if we had a problem somewhere, we never talked there. We discussed it at home. We never brought our our, our laundry into the store. Yeah, that that wasn't it at all. And we got out late one night because it was so busy, and we were left there alone. And the next day, uh, they questioned us. They put me in a small room, and they put Freddie in a small room. Like we bombed an airplane, they questioned us because we got out forty minutes late. Wow! It yeah. was either it was either do all the work and keep it clean, or leave and leave the work. Yeah. So we'd be in trouble either way. You know, I remember when I first started, the closing time was ridiculous. Like I've never heard that before, but it was like the uh, the deli we worked in would close at like ten thirty or eleven. At night, and then you'd be there until like t at midnight. And I was like, I'm exhausted. And then there's like yeah, the whole right. is like that's crazy. I've never been to a place where it was like closed that late for a deli. Yeah, that's it. You want you uh, wanted every uh, uh, business to come in. Yeah, and most of the time there wasn't. Well, no, that's not true. Sometimes there wasn't. Hey. The main objective for the troublemakers is they would come shopping the last few minutes before you're closing and order 40 items from you. Yeah. And then sometimes they'll take it, they'll just take it, and they're like, okay, fine, I'll come back another time. Then sometimes they'll just demand you help them now or they'll report you. And the best thing is they'll order a big order and maybe to impress a neighbor that was next to them. And a couple hours later, someone will find it. They throw it in the cereal or dog food aisle. Oh, whatever man. you just caught. Oh, man. I remember that happening a lot. I'd, like, do a big order. They're, like, one to two pounds of cold cuts and cheese and things like that. And then the night manager would just come back. as like, here. He's like, it was found the shelf. I was like, you made me do all that, and then you didn't even buy it. Right. That, that's still going on today. We get a rough on both sides. He had a rough from customers and he workers. Had, he, he hadn't seafood or black eye bothered him and bothered him and talked to him so nasty. Yeah. And then he made me package the fish uh, individually, all the pieces that he bought. And then he went to go buy a self-service package and he threw back the other fish on the counter. He hid it there by the scale so I didn't see it. Wow. What a bum. Yeah, I know. They could go through all that just to not even... Right. Just basically throw it back in your face. Right. He just had another woman made him pack it a certain way. 
And then she was on the phone the whole order, and then she didn't like how it was packed. So she told them, oh, I don't want it at all now. Oh, she threw it back to me. Man. So I don't, what do I care? It's not my place. I don't give a damn. If you buy it or you don't. Right, you just work there. You're not. That's right. Yeah. You want it, buy it. You can, and get off the phone when you're ordering. Yeah. Give me the car. They get away with everything. Man. They talk they talk to you like dirt. And if you're extra crowded and there's only say two workers at the counter, when you do give them their order, they'll pull it out of your hand like you're nothing. Right. The package. Or they'll just demand is like, don't you have anybody else working? As if you know, yeah. They're in a rush to get out of there. And years ago, we worked with a different old lady, and I was in the corner not doing the slicer because I had broken ribs, and a guy came in at night, and he said, why isn't this guy working, a customer, said about me, and she said, uh, she didn't say about that I'm hurt or anything, she said, you don't like it, go report him. Mm, shouldn't have said it like that. And she gave him my name. Ooh. That is the wrong way right. to do that. Right. I was on light duty, and I was standing in the corner doing something else, and he wanted to know why I'm not working. She said, here's his name. Go report him. First of all, what business is that guy saying? is like, why aren't you working? Like, well, screw you, dude. This is like, seriously, who cares? Like, maybe he has a reason for it. Like, in your case, you were injured. Right. It's... Terrible people. They're cutthroat customers. I could tell you that because uh, I've told you this, but there was a neighbor, next door neighbor, pretty friendly, known them all my life. And then once I started working there, because she always shopped there all the time, once I started working there, her attitude completely changed towards me and she started treating me just dirt. Well, what does that have to do with her? I don't know. But I told... <laughs> Yeah, it was it was surprising because she was always friendly to me. I was right. She she had a she developed a low opinion of you. I guess so. Like, oh, I guess that's what you're. That's what well, you someone are. Work, well, someone working. Nobody knows their circumstances. If they need the job or they want to keep busy or whatever. One guy worked there. He was very rich. He owned a lot of real estate, and in uh. In Jersey, Staten Island, and North Carolina, and he he worked to keep busy, and nobody knew what what, what what was all hit him about. Yeah, he worked for the insurance and to keep busy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You don't you you don't know people's circumstances. Like it could be anything like that. Yeah, right. If someone well needs the job, for them, the job for the money. Well, someone wants to keep busy. Right. And the other guy, he was a millionaire. And he owned two houses, two, three houses in Brooklyn, a bakery, all kind of real estate. He, he, he took the job away from someone that really needed it. Right. He didn't need it. No, he didn't I always hated it. hearing him talk about his houses and stuff. Right. It really just, it, it really just made you feel like he's just bragging to you or just like yeah. showing you what your place is like, hey, this is, and, this is how well, well I'm off. He, well, I think he bought a lot of houses in in the Carolinas, and he just rents them out for fun. 
I had the money to do that. That's what I think he did. He may believe he's nice when, when he would talk to you. Then if you work next to him, he, he used you out like a slave. Yeah. And he was only a worker like us. I remember, if this is the same person we're talking about, I remember him one night. He was supposed to close with me. Close, I quote unquote. He didn't do much. And this was a few years, no, it was like a year or two after I started working. Were you closing? Yeah, I was closing. They hired me for a late shift to a closing shift, like when I first started. And he was leaving early? Uh... He was like the, no, he was actually a closer. So you both were closing. Yeah, we both were closing. It's just two of us. I remember he saw the schedule, and then he started talking about me. And he's just like, why do I got to be paired with him? Like, come on me. He's like, does he even do anything? <laughs> and then everyone basically was like, are you kidding me? He's like, go watch what he does, and, and you'll see why you, you shouldn't have said that kind of thing. He's like, you're crazy. <laughs> because I never made a fuck, like, I made a big thing about it. I was like, I did my work. I did it, you know, whatever. I don't need to make a big deal about it. I just want to get out of there kind of thing, you know? Everyone does. Yeah, Everyone exactly. I don't need to everybody. brag about it. It's stupid. Even years ago when um, I learned the cash register, they throw you out on a busy Sunday and certain things I didn't know yet. And you want other workers to be cooperative and help you. So I had two girls on, on different registers next to me. And I had a problem with a check. That was the first time I, a customer paid with a check. And I never did it before. So I asked one of the other girls for help. And they wouldn't even help me at all. They were both friends. And they talked amongst each other right over me like I'm not there. Wouldn't help me. But when I learned the cash register, I helped everyone. Yeah. And I still remember it to this day. Yeah, it's, a lot of people are pretty... They're cruel. Uh, they're very cruel, yeah, that's the right word for it. I it's remember I tried are. to help people, too. I was basically following your lead. I tried to help people. It's not competition. What's the big deal? Oh, we're supposed to work together. We're supposed to help each other out. We're all in this together. That's what teamwork is. We're all in when this crummy work, job. When they brought new workers next to me, I went all out to help them. I didn't think... Because I need the help also. And if they were struggling, I didn't want them to struggle. I made everything easy for them. Yeah, I did that too. I had, like, eventually we, like, the, you know, the, it wasn't just the three of us for a chunk of time, but eventually we started getting new people. And then we tried to, you know, be nice to people. We, we had our own little group going. They were all just, like, helping each other. Right. It wasn't a competition. We want everyone to succeed if they, because we needed the help, and we want to help them. Yeah, exactly. And we wanted them to stay, keep the job, so to have another person there with you at night and all that. That's exactly what it is. I was like, if you be really selfish or really unhelpful to them, and then this is their first opinion of it, it was like, why would they want to stay? Right. It's like if they're working no, with not, a bunch of bums. Right. Closing, yeah. is a, closing is a very tough job. You have to make everything spotless like an operating room. And one big fat guy told Freddie one day that it's a cinch to close. And, and he didn't know why we complained. So then the next day, they told me he wasn't there and he didn't call in, he didn't call out. 
when he had a close. Mm. He told me it's easy, it's nothing. And I found out he quit. He didn't even tell it to them. Really? Yeah. Damn. All he did was lie to me. And for yeah. a, for a, for a simple job, whatever. There's there's so much drama there from the workers. They don't make your life easy. Every day a problem with all of them. Like they just unload all their garbage on you. Talking about everybody. Did you do this? You do that? Why why is it that their business? It's it shouldn't be. I don't and, know. People make it their business. And they they know your schedule better than you. They they watch you and all kinds of things instead of minding their own business. Yeah. I remember a funny thing. They like came in and like, you know, they always post the schedules on a east uh I don't know if they do it anymore. They like print it out on a clipboard and stuff and post it on a whatever day. It's still, it's still that way. Way. Okay. I remember that happened and then I came in later. And then uh one of them is like so you're supposed to be closing with me on this day. I was like, really? I have no idea. I just I just came in. I was like, okay. He's like, you know my schedule more than me. Why don't you work from uh, do my work then? Yeah, they do. Mind your business. And in this place, when you punch in, you wish you were punching out. Or punching someone. No, you're really getting out of there. Yeah, I know. The work is just... You never fun. know what kind of day you're going to have in the... Uh... If you ever have a good day, it's very rare. Have we ever had a good day? <laughs> I had to think about it the, all the time, the years that I've worked there. Have we ever had a truly good day? There was none. Yeah. The only time and... I've had a good day was because if I knew certain people were working, that, you know, we had our own little... Going right, there. then you know that yeah, the you know yeah, the the work's gonna get done, and we'll you know right. no one's gonna rat you out or anything because right we're all just trying to help each other out. Right, mm -hmm. all yeah. the other ones you you know who the rats were exactly. Yeah, that was like yeah. the gold time. Right, they 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 couldn't be nice. Yeah, I they remember um, there was one woman probably. Knew her. You knew everybody in the store. Uh, she used to work the cash register. This Asian woman. Tall Asian woman. Right. I remember when she had to do sampling or something by the deli and such. Everybody was so rude and cruel to her for some reason. They just kept talking about her, making fun of her. And then I was like the only one to literally just actually try to help her. I didn't right, understand always, why people were yeah, just we like making fun of her. her. She, was, yeah, she, was a good, she was a good woman. Yeah, she was nice. And I, I didn't understand it. Oh, and oh, I, right. I I could tell she knew that too because like that's she like very, some, she made a well, comment a to me after. She was a very smart lady. Yeah. She knew that I helped tried to help her out and she said thank you after after she stopped working around that area. And because she was back to the couch register. They, they talk about everyone. Yeah, well, I remember, like, if I uh, shopped there sometimes, she would uh, give me some totally official discounts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but she was nice. I really, I didn't, I don't like it when people just are that cruel to someone for no reason.
Like, yeah, well. well, that's how it is every day. I know, and that's wrong. You know, you never know what you're going in for every day. Someone got something to say. Yeah. I'm going to punch him in the throat every time. And they're all miserable and they're unsatisfied with their lives and then they take it out on you. Yeah, I remember that happening a lot. And yes. they, they all mind your business. They minded your, your guys' business, even though I didn't know why. I don't know what... I, I, had, no, I had no dealings with them at all. I don't know either. I always found it weird. Right. You used to hear what they said about us. Yeah. And one old guy who was a bigot and a, a racist, he wanted to lock us up in a freezer and park a tractor trailer in front of the door. I can't believe he said that stuff. Now he's living well in Florida and he's still around. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Right. Still walking the earth. And the things that came out of his mouth. Nasty buzz. About every every race. Talked about everyone. It's a multi-millionaire stockbroker and he's worried about me and Alan. He's also like a cheap kind of son of a gun. Like, he was uh, like a cheapskate. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember he's... that about him. Yeah, um, he bought bananas, he froze breads. You're yeah. right, he is a like, why are you being so cheap about it? I was like, you are so wealthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd buy white breads, two packs, uh, at Costco, and then he would freeze it. That blew my and mind. Probably got every penny he ever made. Probably counting it. Probably be like a loan then, shark. Then bananas were on sale in Costco. He bought so much, and he ate so much. He told the staff that the doctors told him to get off it. Because his potassium was too high. Hmm. He should have stayed on it a little long until he left this earth. Uh, that's terrible. But it's deserved for him. And yes, it is. This is a terrible person. Oh, awful. Awful. One of the worst. He's like one of the most vindictive people I've ever met. Right. right. Like he, just... he was on the edge. He was on the, he was on the edge all day and night. Yeah. And he. He told a story. Whenever he beat up someone, he was very proud of it. Yeah. He told us a story. It was like a, a feat of just accomplishment. Right. He told us a story that he was so proud of that years earlier, he came home from work and his son and a son's friend were in the house. And the son said something to him. Maybe it was a little disrespectful. He said, I decked him and I punched the son in the stomach. And he was very happy to say it. And then he goes, well, 30, 40 years later, the son's his friend now and he respects him. That's a messed up. Yeah, he's counting the, counting the calendar days till he, get, till he leaves the earth. To I'm get sure his he money. is. I'm sure he is too, both sons. He was so happy to say, I punched the son in the stomach. That's, that's very messed up. <laughs> That's very wrong. <laughs> Can't believe you said that. Right. I think that'll be enough stories for this week. That was a lot. But we got plenty more. So stay tuned. All right. Thank you. Take care. Good Bye. night. Bye.